Welcome to another edition of San Luis Valley Voices, an SL Voices production. Without further ado, enjoy the program. This second podcast with the Lore Foundation features Monta Vista City Manager Gigi Dennis. Listen as Gigi tells us of her own fascinating history, as well as some of the history of the town of Monta Vista. Community Officer Yvette Atencio and Gigi Dennis discuss at length incredible projects that have had a direct impact on our community, along with others that are still in the works. Enjoy! I'm Adam, and we're back talking with Yvette Atencio, Community Officer for the Lore Foundation. As we touched on in the first podcast, the Lore Foundation is looking for solutions to problems in the town of Monta Vista. The question being asked, what's your kind of Monta Vista? Joining Yvette to talk about specific solutions for our city is none other than City Manager Gigi Dennis. Hi, Gigi. Hi there, Adam. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yvette, we covered your past in history in the first podcast we did for the Lore Foundation, which is an introductory thing, and we'll have a link, of course, to it on this podcast page. Gigi, let's get your story. Where are you originally from, and how did you end up here in the San Luis Valley? Well, to make a long story short, my folks moved to the San Luis Valley when I was a freshman in high school, so I'm a Monta Vista pirate. Ah, you and Yvette both. Go Pirates. That's right. That's right. (laughs) My life has taken kind of a political career. I returned to the Valley almost eight years ago and married my husband and very happy to be part of the city of Monta Vista. And I kind of feel like, you know, good girl came home to do more good things. Tell me a little bit about your history. What have you done? You said you've traveled. You've been in the political career. As we touched earlier, I used to be the voice of the evening on KSLV radio. That was right out of high school, and that was a lot of fun. I went to work for a public service company and received a promotion that then moved my husband and I to Pueblo. Mm -hmm. And it was in Pueblo then that I ran for the state senate and was elected and then re-elected. The middle of my second term, I received an appointment. It was a presidential appointment under George W. Bush to run USDA Rural Development. And so we moved to Denver, the Littleton area at that time. Bush was reelected. He then took Colorado's Secretary of State and appointed her to the Elections Commission. And so Governor Owens appointed me as the Secretary of State for Colorado. Wow. And so I just finished out that term, which I think was about 17 months, and then went into the private sector. Mm-hmm and worked for Tri-State Generation and Transmission Association. You know, they're the electric wholesale provider for rural electrics in Nebraska, Wyoming, Colorado, and New Mexico. And so that kept me again in my rural roots. So I still got to come to the San Luis Valley and catch up with friends and was reintroduced to now my husband, Mark Lonsberry. This man was 52 years old, never been married. And I finally said, put a rock on my finger or, you know, let's part. (laughs) And so boom, I moved back to Monta Vista. I'm really, really happy to be back and helping the community that helped me grow up. And so we're doing some really fine things here in the city. You did a short stint over in Alamosa too, didn't you, before you got here? Yes, I did. I was the Alamosa County Administrator and enjoyed that. I will say I think municipal government is harder than county government. Even though in the county I had to work with a heck of a lot more local elected officials. (laughs) Do you have any particular hobbies or special interests outside of work? And you work a lot in what I hear. I do work a lot, but my husband and I like to take the dog for a walk. 
little bit of golf now and then, and just getting to kick back when we get to kick back. I understand that. You both have very, very busy lives. Let's talk a little bit about the city of Monta Vista, Gigi. Do you know how big it is and about how many residents we have? So Monta Vista has a population of about 4,000 people. We didn't really grow much with this last census. But now with COVID happening, we're seeing some transformation within our community and a few more people coming in that can work from a beautiful community. And so we're seeing a little different growth and a little bit different outreach on some projects and things. We're about two square miles, I think, the city itself. Mm-hmm. Yes. And can you give me a little history of Monta Vista? Oh, I'd love to tell you about some of the history. So like many communities in the West, we were primarily created because of the railroad. And so the Denver and Rio Grande Railroad had a siding station here, and it was called Lariette. And that is in the area of where Full and Wider Park is today. The first name of our town, at that time it was a town, was Lariette. And then later it became known as Henry after a gentleman named Theodore Henry. And then he got ran off, built the community, and left him with some debts and things. On July the 3rd of 1886, we were renamed Monta Vista, which means Mountain View. And we were incorporated and replatted. And thus, we really began to kick off and grow. Nice. In the 1880s and the 1890s, the San Luis Valley slogan was Pigs, Peas, and Prosperity. And so it wasn't until 1913, kind of in that time frame, that we became known for growing potatoes, that we had the ideal climate. And then the Rio Grande and Lariette canals were put in, and that helped turn Monta Vista into a, a rich and thriving agricultural community. And then we all refer to the Facet Building. Mm-hmm. Well, in 1882, Charles Facet was one of the first permanent residents here in Monta Vista, and he married a lady named Lillian. And Lillian came with some general merchandise that she wanted to open up a shop. And so, as we all call it, the Facet Building, they built it on Adams Street, and that became their residence, as well as the library, the post office, and then their general store. A multifunctional building. Yes. Isn't that interesting? Mm Mm-hmm. And so then later on, many of the buildings downtown were built out of that beautiful volcanic rock that was quarried here near to town. And so examples of those buildings would be Hope's Castle, the Methodist Church, Facet Building, and other buildings downtown. So the prosperity of Monta Vista really evolved around the water, the abundance of our crops, and our livestock. We're primarily an agrarian community here. Grow a lot of potatoes that people don't know. Yes. (laughs) And something interesting, when I was doing some research, many of the problems or opportunities, I like to call them, that we have today were the same back then. For example, I saw an ad in October of 1885, a Mrs. Cheney had her own dress shop. And so she was advertising that her fall and winter clothing line was in and to please shop locally before going somewhere else. And then another example was in 1904, the hardware store downtown got broken into by thieves. And they took guns, side jacks, and the silverware. Because back then, all the silverware was really silver. So something like you'd see today. And then in February of 1913, the story was that Monta Vista obviously had a vacancy for the dog catcher because there were mongrels running amok. So this is like, oh, deja vu, over and over. Well, thank you. That's a very interesting history. 
Of course, the city has a mission and vision. The city of Monta Vista is the largest city in Rio Grande County and has a strong history of benefiting not only the residents but the surrounding agricultural community. The city achieves these benefits by providing a base of faith, teamwork, innovation, transparency, service, and sustainability for the community. And the vision, of course, is to create opportunity, growth, and a fertile and safe haven for education, recreation, business, and families to thrive. Well, I think, for one, they need to be updated, but with many of the same words, but they do need to be a lot shorter. I think what really stands out is we are a community of faith. When you look at the number of churches that have been founded as far as started up right here, we are a community that cares about our children and the education. We do know how to roll up our sleeves when teamwork is needed. And if there's a problem, we're never short of people jumping in and making their suggestions and trying to make things better. We have some phenomenal things going on in our education system, too. You go to a ball game, there's people all over the place. I went to the end of the year concert just recently. That auditorium was packed with people. Very much community standing behind education. That's great to see. It is great to see. It's really positive. And that's our future. That may sound very cliche, but you know, how we treat those children, how we give them opportunities to thrive and to grow, many of them will come back to Monta Vista and want to continue to contribute and give back. I like that you said that, Gigi, about the youth being our future. Late December, I got to speak to some of the kiddos that volunteer at the Valley Three. And I was asking them, what do you wish we had here in Mata Vista? Or what issues do you see? And I told them, you know, realistically, I'm not going to be here when you're my age. So we're trying to get this community ready and set up so that you can carry on the legacy of Mata Vista. And they just looked at me and I'm like, they were just like, did you just say you're going to (laughs) die? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, we all are. But yeah, you know. And I think that's really important is to focus on how do we make it better for our younger kids. Did you get some good answers out of them? It was more like, well, we need more things to do. And there's not a whole lot, the bowling alley and typical answers that I get a lot. Well, Gigi, obviously you're familiar with the Lower Foundation and what they're doing in Monta Vista. Can you tell me about one of these exciting projects that they helped fund specifically for our downtown business district last year? Oh, absolutely. I am so thankful to the Lore Foundation and to Yvette for seeing the vision that I had around the holidays. I like holiday lights. And at nighttime, it's just dark and lights just makes people smile. And so the city had $6,000 to buy lights. And that doesn't go very far when you need something of commercial grade. And so I talked with Yvette and said, I'm going to send you an application and ask you if you would match my six. And Laura Foundation said, absolutely. Of course, now with LED lights, they're so much brighter and sparklier. And we were able to add some additions down Adams Street specifically and a new banner of white crystal lights at the west end of town. It was really rewarding. Even later into January when I was attending some meetings, some of these crusty, wonderful farmers that we have told me how pretty the lights looked and how much their grandchildren enjoyed them. Nice. And I thought for a man, any man, (laughs) to have noticed the lights and remembered to say thank you, it just really made me feel wonderful. 
We had also reached out, and I think it was because of the lore funding that the Robert H. Rawlings Foundation out of Pueblo, they also matched the $6,000. So I am trying to do that in a similar fashion for this year. There are some specific areas that we want to try to expand it. I've talked to a couple other businesses, for example, the potato growers. I said, would you consider putting lights on your building? I think if we can just continue to foster that, we're going to become like a little Christmas holiday town. Well, of course, there were other organizations involved, too, to help with all of this. Our local public works people, they were assisted by 10 Lewis Valley REC. Yes. The Real Electric has been a great partner for the city of Monta Vista, especially since the city, we all get our electricity from XL Energy. San Luis Valley Rural Electric, they are headquartered here in Monta Vista, and they said whatever we can do to help. And so for this upcoming season, they are going to be adding some other poles. We have to get permission from CDOT before we can continue. But I want two more of those lit crystal snowflakes, one on North Broadway and then one down closer to where our Sonic is. So they're going to put up the poles to help us get that accomplished. Well, the main lights, of course, are still up over Adam Street. It's really looking great. Excellent. So thank you to the Lore Foundation because they really helped kick this off and that made a huge difference. Yvette, how did this project come about for you? And what did you think when the city said, hey, can you help us with some lighting? Well, like Gigi said, you know, she had her vision of what she wanted the city to look like during the holidays. So she approached me, hey, do you think Lord would consider helping the city with some lighting? And I'm like, absolutely. And so when I heard about what she wanted to do, like Christmas is my favorite holiday of the year. So I was just really excited because I could totally see Gigi's vision. Mm-hmm. And Lore was really open to the idea and really didn't have a lot of like questioning as to why they understood why the lights were important and how it would help, you know, not just brighten up the city, but it's kind of a safety thing also where the more lighting you have, it creates a safer environment for walking and hopefully deterring crime. Yeah, I was just really excited when Gigi brought this to me. And some of the lights that were along the fence of Full and Whiter Park were red, white, and blue, and an American flag lit up. And it just seemed a little bit out of place. So by the 4th of July, my public works guys will be taking that red, white, and blue and putting them at the Memorial Park, the Faith Hinckley Memorial Park, and we'll leave them up all year. We'll kick them off for the 4th of July and leave the lights up. That's exciting. So now it just means that I need more lights for other areas of town. (laughs) We're going to be Dazzle Mata Vista. (laughs) I like that. Gigi, what do you think the result of all of this has been with the downtown lighting? You know, I think it just helped create a new sense of pride in our community. So much of what the city has to do, the common Joe and Mary don't notice it. We all want safe water. We all want a good active sewer system that works. So they don't see the work that has to go in to that sort of maintenance of an operations on a daily basis. So by seeing something like these lights, I think sparked just a new spirit that they could see the city was doing something. And it came across very favorably. It really did. Of course, if you want to reach out to the City of the Lore Foundation, all the contact information will be on this podcast webpage. If you're out and about listening, certainly drop by and you can find out how to get hold of Yvette or the city. 
All that information will be there. Are there any other projects that the Lore Foundation is considering that you may be able to talk about, event that are on the horizon for the city of Monta Vista? Of course there is. There are, you know, some funding requests that are in, you know, I've been getting a lot of grant requests for different projects within the schools. And just recently, we were able to help the city's parks and rec department with buying some soccer nets. And so from speaking to Dervin Taylor, who's the director for Parks and Rec, he gave me a little background of, you know, our soccer nets are a little old and falling apart. And we were borrowing soccer nets from other communities. And so he sold me right away because I'm like, why not us? Why not Monta Vista have nice soccer nets? And other communities do, right? I told them, submit your proposal and I'll work on that and get it going. And, you know, that went through fairly quickly. What the Lore Foundation really does value is how we care about our community. I had nieces playing soccer this year as well. And every time I went to the soccer games, it was packed. Like there was people all over. So it was really exciting to see how many kids were participating and all the family members and friends that were out there supporting them, um, which I think is great and what makes Mata Vista so unique. I was out at one of those games recently, and you're right. It was people all over Chapman Park, kids just having a great time playing soccer. That was great to see. And Durvin is a ball of fire, isn't he, Gigi? I really like what he's doing for the city, too. Yes, Durvin came to us. He'd previously worked from Adams State University. And so he is our recreation director and is just doing a bang-up job. I mean, as an example, last year we had 46 children in soccer. This year we had 120. That's huge growth. That is huge growth. And I think that bodes well of his leadership and what he wants to do. He's come up with a couple other fun ideas, and I'm sure he's talked to Yvette about them. But we're going to have a couple fishing days this summer and take kids, teach them how to fish out at Home Lake, as well as archery. There's a new range out there at the... Shriver Wright Nature Trail, yeah. Yeah, they've just put in the final touches on it. I hear it's amazing. It is. It's really nice. Of course, it's just a great place to get out and walk, too. Yeah, it's beautiful out there. What other kinds of solutions are you looking for? I'm looking for all types of solutions. Anything that is, like I've said before, going to have a community benefit and have a huge community impact as well. And I think I mentioned previously also, it's not one specific solution I'm looking for. We're pretty open to hearing from people from the Mata Vista community about any ideas or solutions that they have. So really, my door's open. Somebody is not sure about it, come and have a chat with me and we'll talk about it and see if we can make this come true. And we mentioned in the previous podcast too, about really kind of a preference towards shovel-ready projects, things that get going quick and get done fast. Yes. So you're turning these things around and making a difference. Right. Part of our mission is have a community benefit, immediate impact, and projects that are sustainable and shovel-ready. So definitely want to get these projects going so the community can start reaping the benefits. How can people in Monta Vista get involved? Well, one thing that the Lore Foundation also helped is Monta Vista received a grant through the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency. And most people would put up their fingers in crosses and saying, back off. (laughs) But this is something really positive. And it was only the second year that they had funding for it. And Monta Vista was one of 20 communities across the nation that received this grant. And it was for a recreation economy for rural communities. And the Lore Foundation helped with some of the yummy food and things that we got to eat. 
But those were meetings that brought people in from all across the community. We put together a community action plan with goals attached in which we will start working towards achieving. And so we are trying to kind of wrap up our role with the EPA as they then kind of cut us loose and say, okay, continue on. And so we're going to need more people taking a look at what these goals were and how do we achieve these action plans. And who knows, maybe from some of those things that come out of it, Lore Foundation may come back again and say, sure, we can help fund this or that. The rural economy side of this is all about getting people outside. Don't think of it as exercise. Think of it as fun. What can we do to have a better bike path? you know, and get kids out on their bicycles? Or what can we do to make a car stop at one of our parks and they'll see a sign that says we've got something going on. And so it's about filling up our downtown businesses and creating an environment that's inviting and friendly and makes people remember why they were in our community. Yeah, it's been an amazing thing to do and certainly appreciate the Lore Foundation being a part of this as well. A lot of fun and exciting to see how all of this is going to pan out. Anything else that either of you would like to mention? I just want to kind of piggyback off of what Gigi said. Being a part of this RERC committee, I've been able to kind of learn and just really see how the process works. And so it was my first time being involved in something like that. There's a lot to be done. So, you know, like Gigi said, there's definitely a need for more people to get involved. Ultimately, this is for our community. So really, I think there needs to be investment from our community members. Nobody's going to get turned away. It's open to anybody. So I really encourage people to just be a part of it. If you have questions, reach out to Gigi or myself or you, Adam, you know, really just getting the word out. If you want to be involved, this is a great time to get involved. And we've tried to get opinions from across the board. As I recall, they even polled kids in the schools trying to find out what do they want? What would they like to see in the town? Yeah, because recreation, we all have our own definition of what recreation is. And it's going to be something different for a five-year-old than it is for a 55-year-old. And so how do we tie all of these things together so that it's an enjoyable, fun experience for everybody? Anything else? I do have projects in the works, so I just encourage people to keep an eye out on our Facebook page or any other forms of social media that they're on. And, you know, I think a lot of great things are going to start happening now that the weather's a little warmer. I don't know if I mentioned last time the little free libraries. I believe they will be installed by the end of summer, hopefully. So that's exciting. They're little free libraries that are built by Michael Blendon, and they look like little houses. And they're super cute and so neat. So I'm really excited for that to get going, and kids can grab a book for free and take it home if they want. And anybody can donate a book as well. So, you know, I think there'll be a little press release when that comes out as well. Just really hope people enjoy it and take pride in it. Take care of all the work that people are putting into our community. Let's just really show them that we care and take care of our community property. I wanted to mention, too, there's a lot of neat projects that Laura's already been involved with and helping fund. And we look forward to finding out more about that in the future podcasts that we do. 
One more project that I want to highlight, Adam, is the Children's Specialty Clinic of the San Luis Valley. Dr. Michaela Pence has her practice here in Monte Vista over by Chapman Park. You know, her services are geared towards children with neurodevelopment needs. She approached Lore with her grant request of us helping her create an outdoor therapy space, which is really huge. It's going to be a runaway safe outdoor therapy space. So it's going to have certain like gates where if kids are out there, they won't be able to like easily get out, which is important, especially for these children. But they also deserve to have some time outside and work on their physical skills or climbing skills, whatever it is that they're working on. And so that's just really exciting. And that was one of my hallelujah moments where it was like, this is a really huge project. And I was just super excited that we were able to support her with that. And, you know, Dr. Pence has a lot of great ideas. So I'm hoping to have her on a future podcast. That sounds great. Look forward to talking to her too. Do you anything else to wrap up? Yes, I would just like to say once again, thank you, Yvette, and to the Lore Foundation. You know, good things happen and they just kind of feed upon themselves. And I think that the catalyst in some of this has been the new Alcott Event and Conference Center. This is my take on it, is that the Lore Foundation, when they were looking at making another selection, because not everyone is as fortunate and blessed as we are to have Yvette in their community saying, I want to help and I want to fund that, or I want to help and help you leverage whatever you're doing. And I think that the Lore Foundation was able to look back and say, there's a community of 4,000 people that just built an $8.9 million facility during COVID, during a time when it was difficult to get people to commit and let go of their funding. And so they saw us as, the mayor says, Monty Strong. And they said, that's a community that wants to take action and get things done. And now the Laura Foundation is a part of taking action and helping us get so many things done. So just thank you, Yvette. Thank you. I'd agree with that. Done some amazing things. And again, look forward to highlighting even more of them in future podcasts. Well, thank you, ladies. Livability, opportunity, responsibility. That's the focus of the Lore Foundation. They're working with rural places in the Mountain West, including our wonderful little town of Monta Vista here. Again, all of the contact information will be on this podcast webpage, making it easy for you to get in touch with them. We look forward to learning more about the Lore Foundation and the great work you're doing right here in historic Monta Vista in future podcasts. Thank you both. Thank Thank you. you. Lore works with people in rural spaces to improve quality of life. They believe that many small actions can create lasting change and they support solutions to problems the community has identified as priorities. Sometimes that help is funding and sometimes it's simply connecting people and organizations with resources and to each other. For more information on the Lore Foundation in Monta Vista and how you can become involved, you can call 719-850-2312. That's 719-850-2312. You can also email Yvette at lorefoundation.org. That's I-V-E-T-T-E at lorefoundation.org. Or just drop by her office during the week located at 101 Chico Court, Suite A. Come back each month as we bring you another informative interview with Yvette and the people she's working with right here in the heart of the San Luis Valley, Monta Vista, Colorado. 
We appreciate you telling your friends to listen to the podcast on slvoices.com and check out our extensive calendar of events, the most listings in the Valley. You can help spread the word too by joining our Facebook group, SL Voices, your voice in the San Luis Valley, and liking our post on other social media outlets. Also, check out our Instagram page for occasional behind-the-scenes looks at what we do. And please, patronize our local sponsors. Remember to support the businesses here in the Valley. Most are owned and operated by your family, friends, and neighbors. We all love this area, want to see it flourish, and you can help by buying and supporting locally in your own and surrounding communities. Check back for another local podcast soon. Until then, this has been San Luis Valley Voices, an SL Voices production.